at WrestleMania. Pull up a chair, sit wherever the hell you want. On that night, somebody else is going to be eating. And after WrestleMania, you can be the tribal chief. You can be the head of the table. You can be the biggest superstar in the world. But the one thing that Roman Reigns will not be is the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. The mission statement is clear. Cody Rhodes, highly motivated on his roads to WrestleMania. Adrenaline in my soul. Every fight out of control. Got to get enough? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still going, but there you go. <laughs> Cody Rhodes with uh, Kingdom and <laughs> Joe Aguinaldo helping out. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Tuesday Morning Cooked. I'm Mike McGuire. I'm Joe Aguinaldo. This is our Sunday night's main event weekly Monday Night Raw review, which, try as I might to get this thing free every week, we're free once in a while. And this just happens to be one of those once in a whiles because it's post Royal Rumble Raw goodness, so we are here telling you all about what happened on Raw, and we'll do our best to keep it short, because you got stuff to do. In fact, if anything, Joe, I dare say, based on the feedback that I got from last week's show, uh-huh. that our lives might have been a little more interesting than what was actually happening on TV. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I heard some interesting things, but uh, yeah, so for those that don't know... Normally, shows like this are part of our Patreon, which is as little as a buck a week at patreon.com slash SNME radio. And there's a load of podcasts. I have lost track of how many we have now. Frankly, if you're just getting into podcasts, just go to patreon.com slash SNME radio. It's going to be the only podcast feed you'll ever need for anything. <laughs> I think, what, what are we, a medical show away from covering every topic possible now? I think we still need a movie review or a fashion review, but other with other than that, we're covered. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do a fashion review show for wrestling fans. <laughs> As I'm literally wearing my Sami Zayn, my dog t-shirt. Dude, that's pretty fashionable. Which just came in. Well, especially because it helps out a great cause, uh, Sammy for Syria, but it just came in from pro wrestling tees. That's the thing about living in Canada and trying to order from Pro Wrestling Tees. It takes a year to get your stuff. Something like that, yeah. yeah it's forever, man. Like, <laughs> Anyway, that's that's what I'm rocking tonight. And I figured how timely that I get it the day after the Royal Rumble. where Yes, Sammy very much so. Declared his own independence, so to speak. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about a little, a little wrestling. We'll talk about a little bit of fashion, I guess. Uh, yeah, we don't have a... We don't have a renovation show yet either. Well, we kind of did while my house was going through renovation. This is fair. This <laughs> so is we fair. covered we that. that. Yeah, okay. Um, cooking, we, we used to do that a lot. We used to steal Mark and Jay's bit, but honestly, that's <laughs> when we were trying to find our own legs. Uh, what else? I don't know. Boris and Matt got all the, the regular sports stuff. Uh, you got Smack Daddies talking about East Coast stuff, or as <laughs> Greg from the Peg calls it, West Coast stuff. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Mouth's got the music covered, so we're Mouth's there. The music, yeah, we're yeah. we're we're really rock and rolling for a buck a week. I mean, geez, you've wasted more money on less impressive things. <laughs> so consider that patreoncom radio. That's that's enough of the pitch. Joe, how was the week? It was good, actually. I got two pieces of business that I got to take care of. 
Um, yeah, kind of business. So number one, okay. um, IOU, Brad, and the patrons uh, an apology for oh. Saturday because what I know I know I jumped all over you on that Bray Wyatt match and I felt horrible. I felt no, no, seriously, dude. Like all joking aside, I felt horrible about it because that kind of reminded me that as a wrestling fan, that sometimes I need to be less wrestling and more fans. Yeah, and yeah. you you, you kind of reminded me of that. So I apologize for that. But number two, I have to thank you. Like, really thank you. Because, no, hold on. Here, here's the thing. Okay. You had asked me to drive the show on Saturday. Okay. Right. To, do, to do the right. recap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have never done an after party recap ever. So, wow. <laughs> like, oh, wow. when, you, when you asked me that. It, number one, I was flattered that you had that much confidence in me. But number two, I was scared as f. Um, like I was like, oh my god, how do I do this? I even listened back to last year's recap and the recap prior to that. Oh my, just because I I didn't want to mess up. So, but, but 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 I did I did appreciate the fact that you had that much confidence in me to do it. So I just wanted to let you know that it was a hundred percent confidence in you, Joe, and had nothing to do with the fact that I didn't want to take any notes during that show at all. (laughs) You know what though? Like, here's the thing. I, I, I could, I could guess that because I know how hard it is to take notes, but like the fact that you had that confidence in me and that not just you, but like Randy and all the other podcasters, um, that meant a lot. So I took that shit pretty seriously. So I, I, and, and, all joking aside, I mean, here's the thing, Joe. I've learned in my time that I'm I'm a better... There used to be a, a show formula for morning shows especially, and I don't know if they still do it or not because radio is such a mystery these days. <laughs> but the, the formula used to be you'd get a good generator with a good reactor, and that would be where you get your your charisma from. That's where you get your your chemistry from, if you would. And I found myself, even doing these shows like we're going to do tonight. I I think I'm better in the reacting role. And so, for lack of a better term, you kind of give it to us straight, then I kind of just play off. I'm, I'm really showing how the sausage is made right now, but just follow along here, friends. You know how sometimes you have friends that are, are better at, at reciting and dictating and, and you know following instructions and things like that? And then you got guys like me. You got guys like me that are like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's... That's pretty much it, and that's I'm okay with that. I mean, I I have to stay so tight when I do the weekly show, right? Because we've got time constraints for the broadcast. There's I have to upload it three different ways. Like it's it's a bit of a pain to be honest with you. Not not in a bad way, but it's just it's a lot of very stringent routine. Like I have to do it that way every week. This I like to just sit here and talk about wrestling, talk about what I thought was funny, what I thought was dumb, and. You're the perfect tag team partner for this because you do a great job of recapping. I think we've found a flow where we're not going too long. I love how we're becoming one of those podcasts now that talks about how we make the podcast. This is <laughs> like podcasts have been going for what almost 10 years now. People are still doing this. Like, you know, well, when we do the podcast, what we like to podcast about is podcasting, but. It, it, it's just that, and I think people are digging it too. In fact, I got some great feedback from uh, listeners and subscribers and everything, so thank you guys and girls for that. We're going to keep doing our best for you here, uh, despite whatever craziness is going on in our world here. So, Joe, great job, my man. Great job. You didn't let anybody down, except for when you tried to shut me up during the, the Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah, and, and again, I like 
<laughs> totally serious. No, seriously, totally. I felt Dude. horrible about that. I know we talked about it afterwards. Considering but... what's going on in my world, <laughs> that is the least of my concerns right now. So yeah, but I I don't want to jump on that. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to pile yeah. on on that. So yeah, you're fine. You're fine. It's all we're we're good. We're good. I'm still sending you your present. In fact, uh, today it's official. I did pick up. I don't know where the hell it is now, but I've, I've got the uh, the flat rate shipping box ready to go. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so take us through the rest of your week here now, now that you've gotten over this guilt of basically assaulting me verbally through the podcast. After the well, I mean, you, you even kind of made mention of it, mention of it on the main show. <laughs> and that was like, oh, like, all right. Oh, when I was talking to Meltzer. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't be, think I didn't notice that? Well, to be fair, though, I mean, there were even people in the chat, though, that were doing that, right? There were some people who were like, this is the worst thing ever. And then other people were chatting, saying that they loved it. They thought it was great. And I was like, that's that's what Bray Wyatt is. So yeah, and again, I I forgot that it's that wrestling's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be irreverent, and uh, yeah. that was like again, it was just a kind of cool reminder. Other than that, man, um, we got a table. That's about as exciting as it gets. <laughs> so I came home. I came home today. There's this big box on our porch. I'm like, uh, hey, honey, um, we we got a big, like we got a big package and she's like is it the table I'm like i think so and i minute, picked wait, it up wait, wait a minute wait a minute you had the opportunity to use the words big package and you just went right <laughs> to talking about the table married I, I, too long <laughs> married too long so anyways we got a table <laughs> tell us more about your gigantic package joe <laughs> it's did heavy your, did your wife help you lift it up no <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, we're we're digressing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. When you first said that you had this gigantic box out there, I was like, "Oh yeah, you just put a tablecloth on that. There's your table. <laughs> <laughs> Set it up in the middle of the room. Off you go. You've you've probably been there. I've I've been there. I've been there in this place, dude. Okay. Like, yeah. So I mean, we've we've had the renovations done now for you know whatever it was no like for a while, mm -hmm. but we haven't actually bought any new furniture yet so we still don't have like a tv or a tv stand we just got a coffee table now <laughs> like, you want a tv because i'm trying to offload everything i got now <laughs> like i'm i'm so done i uh for those that haven't put two and two together yet yes mike is in yet another move Oof. this is well this is something i kind of talked about before right like where i've been staying is just kind of a, a holdover and so there's going to be there's going to be some more moving going on, which is hilarious because the entire setup that I have behind me here, if you were to see it in real life, it doesn't look nearly as impressive as it does on the videos or on the screens because it's literally just like a hodgepodge of shelves and monitors and stuff. <laughs> wow. But, you know, that's that's kind of the joy of this. This took me back to being in the wrestle wagon and and trying to figure out how to make that look like a, a show place, you know, but uh Speaking of which, how how is said Russell Wagon? We haven't had an update it's, on that thing in a while. It is fully repaired. For those that don't know, I drove all across North America with this thing. It was my mom's camper, actually. It's the Lois's Dream Machine. But, um, yeah, it wasn't until I came back to this rectangular province of Saskatchewan <laughs> after two months on the road. And, again, I, I have to say it like this. So, for those that have been listening for a long time, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to hear it again this way. After two months of driving across Canada, taking this trailer through places like Ottawa, Toronto, Winnipeg even. I mean, first of all, Winnipeg, it kept its tires on, so yay. But <laughs> Chicago, 
Detroit, and Minneapolis. Kalamaz- Kalamazoo, baby. Kalamazoo, Michigan, for crying out loud. All these places. I park in Rosetown, Saskatchewan. Population minus nine. Okay, it's famous for having a 7-Eleven and a car dealership. That's it. I mean, there's other stuff there, sure. I mean, don't but get those... me wrong. It's it's no bigger. It's no bigger, Saskatchewan. B-I-G-G-A-R. But Rosetown is a place. And some donkey that's driving the mail truck backs into or runs into my camper while I'm in it my first six hours back in the province. Parked. <laughs> Parked. So, it's been repaired. It's ready to go. It's waiting for me to pay it off. So, um, it's it's the middle of winter, so there's no sense in going up there right now, right? So Yeah, for sure. It's just sitting in uh, Mr. RV in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. If you're looking to get your RV fixed, Mr. RV, go see Carl and the crew there. They are fantastic. But if you don't have to come to Saskatchewan, even better. <laughs> That's right. You know what? I said it. There you go. I said it. <laughs> oh, we're we're doing some scorched earth tonight, Joe. <laughs> we are doing some scorched earth tonight. And, uh, nothing else in Joe's world. Nothing too crazy. No, I mean just work and all that stuff. No, nothing too. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I. <laughs> No, I'm not going to talk about that thing. Okay. Um, but I will say this. Um, it, it was also kind of ironic that today I got these little cards in the mail, Joe. And I want you to, uh, as I hold this up, I want you to read what it says on that card. Can you see that? Yep, I can see that. What does it say? Because I said I would. Because I said I would. This was a... Kind of a just a positivity goodwill campaign I discovered a few years ago actually, and what they'll do is they'll they'll mail you a set of these cards for nothing. It doesn't cost you nothing. They'll also just give you a printout if you want, um, and they're promise cards. They are promise cards, and these promise cards are to keep yourself accountable, or to try and try and share your thoughts and and share your your intentions, your goals, even whatever. And the thing is, is that when you promise something because you said you would, that's why you do it. So I loved the idea of this because so many people will just kind of let goals or promises or stuff just fade away now, right? Like there's no reliability out there anymore. So I reordered a set of these cards and and I got those uh, a couple days after I had an opportunity to speak up about something. Uh, something I didn't feel was right, something I still don't feel is right, uh, which which I may be getting into more, but I'm not going to get all preachy this week because we got a lot to talk about in Raw. But let's just say that uh, I I rolled the dice, I took my shot, and I got more to say. So it's it's one of those cases where again it's kind of like the the thing with with mom and the hospitals and everything. This was a a nut up or shut up sort of time. And I decided I wasn't going to shut up. And sometimes when you don't shut up, it pisses some people off. And I pissed some people off. (laughs) But you know what? The funny thing is, I'm okay with it. Because I know it was the right thing to do. So, what you going to do, brother? What you going to do when the largest 
lack of common sense in the world runs wild on you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then with that, you know, uh, moving is always fun and stressful and everything. But I'm I'm this is going to be one of the last times, so I'm happy with that. Hopefully you don't have to try to squeeze it in in like three days. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> we'll talk about that off the air. Okay. <laughs> no, I might get six this time. Um, you might notice too that the proton pack has already been put away. Yep. I, I already had to pack it, so that's that's a bit of sadness, but that's all right. That's all. It's right. okay. You you have it. It's in your possession. <laughs> Sure do. I sure. You know, I got the dungeon wrestling show coming up on February seventeenth, and I'm like, Nah, I can't commentate wearing a proton pack. Ed Whalen never wore a proton pack. (laughs) No. (laughs) And fans, that's it for another ring a ding dong dandy. And who you gonna call? Oh, golly. Yeah, so that's it. I don't know. It's cold as balls here. We got the polar vortex, so it's been like minus 23 all day. Oof. Um, It's flat. It's snowy. I don't like it here. I don't like it here. That's it. I said it. It's out. It's. it's <laughs> I've been holding it for almost 10 years, Joe. 10 years. I've tried to make this province work, and it's just not happening. So it's time to go. Time to go. Time to go. No idea where yet, but time to go. <laughs> oh wow! No, I got a, I got a pretty good idea what's going on, but I will announce that when uh, when the time is right, so to speak. Right on. So yeah. Uh, other than that, it's pretty pretty status quo around here. Pretty status quo. Uh, interesting stuff in in the wrestle world. We found out why Rey Mysterio wasn't in the Rumble. It turns out he was like legit hurt. So that's crazy. I uh, hope he's all right. Uh, speaking of crazy returns, we'll get to one tonight. Rick Boogs is back. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, was, I, I don't know why. I was actually quite excited about that uh, when I, it, he came out. It, you know what? I, I, I almost wished that he had his guitar with him because like he was air guitaring and air drumming. And I was like, yeah, that was weird. That was so strange, man. <laughs> The air drumming in the ring. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. (sighs) And what else do we got here? We've got uh, a United States Championship Chamber match. Now we know about. We had some qualifying matches for that tonight. No, it's Uh, Becky Lynch's birthday. It is happy birthday, Birthday. Becky. Because I know you're listening. We know she she might be. If if Becky Lynch is listening to this episode and she direct messages me that, hey, I listened to this episode of Tuesday Morning Cooked and I'm going to hide a code word in here for Becky Lynch somewhere in here. So you can't just tweet her and be like, hey, Becky, this guy <laughs> said he would do something. <laughs> I will donate. Uh, once I get settled, I will donate. Now, what the hell? I will donate $1,000 to the charity of Becky's Choice as long as it's in Canada. That's fair. I think so, too. That's very fair. She needs to, first of all, she needs to DM me, and she needs to also DM me the code word that we will give by the end of this podcast (laughs) for 1000 bucks. 
to the charity of her choice within Canadian borders, which is all right for her to do. I mean, she works. They work with a bunch of charities that are international. So I mean, that's not that hard for her to do. Yeah. yeah. So that's and that's legit. I mean, I got it, guys. I got to get moved, so I'm not gonna be cutting the check right away. But that is a <laughs> promise. You know why? You know why? Because I said I would. There you go. That's how it goes. Joe, should we go on a trip? Let's go on a trip. Before we go on that trip, before we go on that trip, for those of you that checked out the free version of SNME Radio, Sunday Night's Main Event, and you didn't get the full Q&A with RJ City because we literally ran out of time, the video versions of these will be posting later this week. Woohoo! And there is a lot of work put into them. So I almost suggest watching the video, even if you have listened to it, because there's some really fun, stupid stuff I've put in there, like some pop-up video facts, um, some random things that you just don't hear because it's all graphics, right? So I I was so impressed with um his uh with his um well, uh, don't like, blow the don't blow the the thing here. I saw you posted one of the results. No, no, no. Just with 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 Wait, his with it with his co- with, with with his comedy. Like I I was stunned by how much he knew. Yeah, and that's just it. We we do. There is a sitcom trivia contest, but it's it's very specific and very. very yeah. So, yeah, the fact that he pulls anything off was pretty impressive. So that yeah, that was pretty sick. So. That'll be coming up, and then this weekend I might have to push it back a week just because of all this other stuff going on. Um, but coming soon, James Petrogello from Crime and Sports and Small Town Murder is going to be joining us just to talk old school wrestling and his fandom. And uh, that that interview's in the can, ready to go. So. Nice. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, Joe, we are going on a trip tonight to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, (laughs) Now, is is it the Box Center? Do they call it the Box Center? I think so. That's what it's spelled like. PM Box? No, sorry, Box, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they had uh, 7,065 seats open. 6,909 were uh, out there. That leaves 156 available, and they were all nosebleeders anyways that were probably open last. So we'll say just shy of a sellout here tonight. And uh, considerably higher numbers than the last time they were there. This is all according to Twitter.com slash WrestleTicks. And Joe, we start off with the latest edition of Monday Night Raw. And as promised, the show begins, because they said they would, with the American Nightmare. Take it from there. All right. So we start off with a Cody Rhodes vignette. And highlights of Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, and, of course, pointing to the sign, because he got a point to the sign. Uh, they introduce Cody, and here he comes, out to much fanfare and pyro. And to a huge Cody chant. Okay, so this was a insanely long promo. I only took a couple of highlights from this. Uh, he says that he's not the same person that started this journey 15 years ago. Uh, he talks about pulling into Ohio Valley wrestling and thinking that he was going to be the WWE champ in two years. And the next John Cena, he asks himself what he would say to this 19 year old self. And he basically goes through his career mentioning stuff like dashing Cody Rhodes, winning the IC title stardust and dusty's passing and going on excursion. He says that he wouldn't change a single thing because everything on this broken road has been hundred percent worth it. He says that wrestling has more than one Royal family. For that to be true in his heart, he has to stand across the ring from the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. He says that WrestleMania is 62 days away, and while that may be 62 days for Roman, it's 62 days for the rest of my life. 
And he says that at WrestleMania, undesirable has already become undeniable, but undeniable remains uncrowned. But that ends that night. At WrestleMania, Roman, you can be the tribal chief, the head of the table, whatever you want. But the one thing you won't be is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Yeah. Then we and then we hear the melodious tones of <laughs> This is my reenactment of the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. <laughs> For those of you that are new, that's what happens. But and out comes uh, Finn, ex condom, and Damian Priest. Yeah, they do a bunch of talking, just a couple of key lines. Dom, who I thought was hilarious in this, he, he says that, hey, I was supposed to win the Rumble, but Cody, you ruined that moment. And if we were in prison, you would have got got. As much as I love XCON Dom. That was, a little much. that was a little much tonight. A little bit. So Priest says that Rhea earned her spot at Mania, unlike the golden boy who got handed the number 30 spot. And basically, Cody challenges one of them to a match. That's really what this this, this promo leads to. Um, then we go to the announce table. We have Kevin Patrick and uh, Corey Graves I- introducing the show. They mentioned that there are going to be three qualifying matches for the Elimination Chamber happening next month. Sorry, three qualifying matches for the Elimination Chamber that happens next month in Montreal. We have Johnny Gargano, your favorite wrestler, versus Baron Corbin. Dolph Ziggler versus Bronson Reed and Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable, which is coming up next. Now, I thought they were going to go to break, but no, they go back to the top of the ramp. Mm-hmm. We see Judgment Day. And then all of a sudden you hear Edge's music come up. Uh, you hear Edge's music and Edge comes running out and he just wails on all the Judgment Day members. Uh, security comes out to break them up. Cody even helps out Edge a little bit. And finally, we go to our first break. Yeah, it was a lot packed into that first segment here, and I I like that. I like that, you know, we're keeping up with other rivalries in the middle of talking about another rivalry, which is how it used to be done, right? Like, there would be guys gunning all over the place, and that's that's more interesting that way. So, please, continue. Uh, Yep. Uh, Okay, so segment two, we come back from break, they show... Some highlights from the Rumble, which is what they do pretty much after every commercial break. Uh, we see Austin Theory walking in the back, and they announced officially that Cody versus Finn is going to happen tonight. Uh, now, this brings us to our first match. It's an uh, it's an uh, Elimination Chamber qualifying match. It's Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable. So, beginning of the match, Gable gets a lot of his big moves early. He gets like an ankle lock. He gets a pin attempt off a German, and he hits a diving headbutt as we go to break. That was a really quick break, by the way. Segment two. Uh, I like the way he said that. He gets a pin attempt off a German. Like some guy in later hose and just came in halfway <laughs> <through>. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? <laughs> oh, I'm being pinned. <laughs> And that is my Gunther impression. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Bravo, sir. Bravo. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Segment three, back from break. Gable is working on Seth's leg. He hits a dragon screw out of the corner. Uh, Seth gets a buckle bomb to get back on offense and gets a falcon arrow for two. Um, At this point, both guys are just trading pin attempts like crazy. 
Uh, and then they work a really neat spot where Gable is trying to get the ankle lock. Rollins keeps reversing and eventually he reverses an ankle lock, ankle lock attempt into a pedigree for the pin and the win. And the German was not to be seen again. No, no more Germans. No. So <laughs> he was in the back enjoying some schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, after the match, they announced Candice LeRae versus EO Sky is coming up next, and we go to break. So again, segment two mm. and three were those were quick. Yeah. And I was I made me wonder if, if segment one ran long because that was a long segment. It could have. It could have. I thought we were gonna get some sort of Roman role tonight. Didn't they say that at the Rumble that we were gonna hear from them on Monday? But Anyway, that never happened. Yeah, that never happened. So we did get a bunch of other stuff. It was it was a solid show, but yeah, I thought we were getting Roman tonight. Anyway, well, they even they even did that with Bianca. We'll we'll get to that in a sec. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. all right, segment four back from break. They show some more headlines from uh, other news outlets about the Rumble, and the Rumble did some ma- crazy major business, man. Like seriously, seriously yeah. big business. Seven point seven million dollars. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Number. And then I actually, I texted Brandon Thurston and I said, hey, any idea if they ever disclose how much like a major sponsorship deal is? Like how much money did they make for us to have to endure Mountain Dew Pitch Black? Oh, that's a good question. Did he answer it? Well, apparently they're not. He said uh, usually deals like that don't get disclosed. But I figured, you know, public company or sometimes you hear like Super Bowl spots cost this much, whatever. Yeah. I just, I wonder how much it costs to basically cover a premium live event literally in Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Like I mean you would you would figure it has to be a lot for the them only, like the only thing they didn't do was hook up vats of the stuff to the sprinkler system in the Alamo Dome and have it rain down on people Mountain Dew Pitch Black. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, they could have done a mimosa match. <laughs> oh, God, don't remind me. Okay, so okay. We're, we're back. We're back. Okay, so EO, EO Sky comes out with Bailey and Dakota Sky. Candice Lurie comes out with Mia Yim. And we have... Oh. Candice's wings. Okay? Yes. Her, her pixie wings. I get that she's supposed to be the poison pixie. And when she first came out wearing them in NXT, I thought, okay, that looks cool. They're a little ratty. They're a little eh. But is it just me, or are these starting to look kind of like just an old Halloween costume? Actually, it's just past their prime. That is a good point because when I looked at the wings, my first thought was, like, did she, like, has she done any sort of maintenance on them? <laughs> like, like, you like, know what I mean? Know, like, you know, when you buy a store bought costume and you put it on the first time. And it looks great. Like you wear it that Halloween, you go around the neighborhood or you go to a party or whatever. And then you put it away and then you try and put it on again. Like anytime afterwards, like, I don't know. There's something about if you fold and put away a Halloween costume, you might as well just throw it in the damn garbage because you try and put it on again and it's never going to look as good as it ever did. Agreed. I was wondering what happened to her wings. That's what Um, it feels like. It's gone from looking like, you know, post-apocalyptic to, just, just do we gotta? Do we have to stick with this now? I guess we do. I guess I, it's a I, thing. I imagine a new fan in the crowd looking at this and not getting the whole poison pixie thing going. I thought these people made money. <laughs> anyway, please continue with the match. 
All right, no worries. So we got EO Sky versus Candice LeRae. Um, LeRae gets a quick pin attempt uh, and a senton early. Um, I admittedly, the timing looked a little off. There was one spot where they kind of missed uh, like a, what looked like a roll up. Um, EO gets the advantage, though, with a flapjack and takes over on offense. Um, they trade dives on each other outside of the ring as we go to break. All right, segment five. Uh, we come back and Ke- Candace hits a missile drop kick off the top rope for two. Um, at one point, EO got the uh, double knees in the corner and she went for a moonsault, but Candace got a German suplex off the second rope for two counts. <laughs> she did not uh, suplex a German. No, she did not suplex a German. German suplex. German. <laughs> what EO is going- happening? <laughs> My leader hosens. Um, <laughs> EO goes for a moonsault, but Candace gets the knees up and she gets the visual pin. But the ref is distracted by, I believe it was Dakota Kai. Uh, and then Bailey comes around the other side of the ring. She distracts Candace and that allows EO to get the roll up for the pin and the win. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Um, we see Rhea walking backstage and she's going to be selecting who she wants to face at Mania coming up next. Yeah. Um, I'm going to steal the Aguinaldo and say that was a serviceable match. I'll say that the second part of the match was that first part. It was like, yep. yeah, so we, we killed a lot of time with that one is what we did. Yep. Yes, we did. All right. Segment six. We see a recap of the women's Royal Rumble and Rhea winning. Uh, she comes into the ring or she, she gets introduced. She comes down to the ring. She says that two nights ago, I disrupted the status quo and came in at number one and outlasted 29 other women to win the Royal Rumble. And now I get to choose whichever champion I want to face. She says that when she was NXT champion, she challenged Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania and she put me in my place. Charlotte is always in the title picture in the top of her game and gets better every year. Rhea says that this is normal, but I'm a disruptor. I don't like the natural flow. I don't like the normal formula, and I don't like things being overplayed. So, Charlotte, I advise you to enjoy everyone rising and bowing to the queen because they're about to rise to Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair, I choose you. Dear God, was that what we've ever needed with one of these things? They didn't monkey around with it. They didn't make you wait three weeks to get the announcement. It was clear it was in no way a, a burial of Bianca and the Raw Championship. She nope. had great reasons for all of it, and she got it done fast. I loved everything about this decision. The logic is there, the story is there, and a two-month build is there, and it's gonna be great. And I'm I'm happy she chose Charlotte because I know. Um... Meltzer kind of hinted that maybe it might be Bianca, but I was like, nah, there's some unfinished business with Charlotte that they got to take care of. Well, this is, this would essentially be the rubber match, wouldn't it? I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. they, they beat each other for the belt and then. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So next up, Kathy Kelly's in the back. She brings in Seth freaking Rollins. Um, he basically says, I'm going to go into the elimination chamber, beat five other dudes and take the U S title back from Austin theory. Kathy then asks him about Logan Paul, eliminating him from the rumble. Seth kind of smiles or smirks. And then he walks away. Yeah. Yeah. Character change. Getting back the, to sinister Seth. There you go. Uh, up next, they announced Johnny Gargano versus Baron Corbin. And we go to break. Okay. So, 
I'm just going to combine these two segment seven and eight. This is a Johnny Gargano versus Baron Corbin. For the most part, Baron Corbin has the advantage for almost, I'm going to say almost all of this match, except near the end. So at the end, okay, here we go. Hang on. Let me get this out of the way. We should, we should mention at the start of this, that as always, Baron Corbin was escorted out by JBL. JBL. The wrestling God. And Johnny Gargano just happened to be escorted by Dexter Loomis. All right. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So near the end of the match, JBL takes off his hat and it looks like he's going to enter. Sorry. He takes off the hat, puts it on the announce table, and then he tears apart the announce table. Looks like he's going to interfere. But Dexter takes, takes out his axe. <laughs> Yeah, you heard that. He takes out an axe and he puts it through JBL's hat on the announce table. Okay, a couple things about this. First of all, <laughs> first of all, it's a hatchet. Right. I, I feel it's very important to mention this because they kept calling it an axe. And if you're a camper or, dare I say, a woodsy person, you know the difference between an axe and a hatchet. Okay, and for those of you that don't, the hatchet are the nice small ones that you just hold in your one hand and chop away when you're doing your kindling or your splitting and things like that. Still, this was a very <laughs> shiny, like solid steel hatchet. I don't think I've ever seen, like this to me looked like it was taken off of a decorative suit of armor from like a medieval times or something. And they're like, hey, you should grab that hatchet from that, uh, that suit of arms over there. And Dexter well, because it, it, it was super shiny. Well, not only that, but it was it looked pretty sharp. Like that didn't look like a gimmick hatchet. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a gimmick at all. But the thing yeah. is, is that he had to stab it through, and it made me wonder: like, is it even going to stick in the table? And sure enough, it did. And because yes, the, the tables have that padding on top of them now, right? And yeah, he, he <laughs> <laughs> like what does that even mean when you drive a, a hatchet through a man's hat? Like I know if you if you step on a man's hat, that's considered insulting and you know that's that's like you're calling someone out for a gunfight basically. But if if you put a hatchet through a guy's hat, I what's the consequence? I I'm not sure actually. <laughs> Post it in the comments on this episode. What is the consequence of driving a hatchet through a man's hat? <laughs> so or a woman's hat or a person's hat. So Dexter takes out the hatchet, puts it through JBL's hat. <laughs> uh, back in the ring, Corbin goes for what I think was going to be the end of days, but Johnny Gargano gets a roll up for the pin and the win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got nothing because I'm just going to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, let's leave that Johnny's alone. <laughs> in the chamber. Johnny's in the chamber. Yippee doo. So uh, Austin Theory is uh, is is going to be up next in the VIP lounge as we go to break. Okay, I was stoked to see the VIP lounge was happening at all tonight because my boy. There you go. All right, TV time MVP. So segment nine, um, we've got the lounge with MVP. Um, I have to go through this because I thought this was great. He's in the ring. MVP says big things are popping. Little little things are stopping. The VIP lounge is still for people better than you. Like. <laughs> yeah uh he introduces um 
he introduces Austin Theory, uh, and they do a recap of Austin winning at Raw 30 last week. Oof. Okay, there was a lot going on here. Uh, really quick highlights. Austin says that uh, he used to watch the VIP lounge when he was a little kid, but that was a long time ago, and that he's here to reinvent the VIP lounge and make it relevant, just like you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you know how you were tired of of the spotlight. Yeah. And how everybody's always chasing the spotlight, and you're not going to take my spotlight. I'm done with relevance. I'm done with everybody claiming relevance in wrestling. Okay. You know what's irrelevant? Relevance. <laughs> there, that's that's inception if you ever that, heard of it. That's uh, yeah, that's some <laughs> blew I don't your even mind. Know Just blew your mind. Um, okay, so MVP says that uh Trends come and go, but classics uh, classics never go out in style. And he says, you're not old enough to be a classic. Okay. I Again, there was so much going on here, but Austin and MVP kind of compare their experiences in the Elimination Chamber. Austin mentioning that he was F5 off the structure by Brock. MVP says that he got thrown off it by Taker. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the line, though, that I thought was really good. MVP says... I understand where you're at because I was once a young, brash U.S. champion. So right now you're terrified and you're scared out of your wits, but you're doing a good job of not showing it. But you never know who will be in the chamber. Austin uh, goes back and forth and he says, hey, are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Um, you're, you know, you're, you're comparing Lashley to The Undertaker because he mentioned Lashley. MVP says that Lashley is more dangerous to Austin than The Undertaker was. Austin talks about being Bobby Lashley twice. MVP says that, yeah, Lashley and I are no longer in business, but I know him well enough. And for your health, if you should survive the, the elimination chamber, Austin cuts him off, says, you're worried about my health. You should be worried about your health. Okay. And let's get Lashley. Let's get okay. Let's this, just, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Lashley comes out, um, starts putting a beat down on Austin he sets up for his spear, but as he goes for the spear, Theory throws MVP in the way, and MVP eats the spear. And Austin runs up the ramp and out of the ring area. And Lashley is staring down Austin. MVP is in the ring, you know, in pain. And yeah. we go backstage. He's reeling, if you would. He's reeling, yes. Your thoughts on that before we go to the next part? Uh, I don't mind. I think that if anything, this they're they're doing the long game on you know Bobby and MVP coming back together, and that's that's fine. That's the way it should be. Again, we're we're learning. Uh, who did I hear talking about this? Was it us? No, it might have been somebody else. Um, you know what I think it was? I think it might have been uh, Bully Ray actually on uh, Busted Open talking about it. How fans aren't impatient. If you give a good enough story that takes a while to build. We'll wait for it, and he's absolutely right. Um, and I'm I'm waiting for the the payoff to happen with MVP and Bobby, and I think this is going to get us there. It, admittedly, though, I I did th- I thought this segment dragged a little bit, like oh, that it, back, it was that, not it was not that a, back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, even me cutting you off here, dude, that was because I don't need to hear this again. Like, I just, no, no, that's good. But like, and again, I just it was like there was so much going on, and I'm like, all right, what what are we gonna talk about here? But yes, I, I got hurt in the chamber more than you did. Well, I got <laughs> hurt by the Undertaker. Well, I got hurt by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> but but yeah, bottom line, 
Uh, MVP eats a spear. Let's see what happens from there. So, okay. Backstage, Byron Saxton is there and he's trying to get in a word with the Judgment Day and specifically Finn. And he asks about the altercation with Edge uh, earlier that evening. Um, Finn says, I thought he would have had enough. Tell Edge I work on Mondays. And then he says, as for Cody, this stuff is mine. The number 30 spot in the Rumble should have been mine. Cody's been stealing from me for years. And tonight he gets taxed. Because Finn Balor is coming to collect. So with all the talents that were showing up here that used to be on SmackDown, does this mean that Edge has been traded to SmackDown? I, I mean, it makes sense from a Judgment Day storyline type of deal. I don't, I don't, I didn't get that. I work on Mondays thing, but whatever. Yeah, well. <laughs> Uh, okay, they once again announce Finn Balor versus Cody, and then they go to an interview with Dave Batista about the Knock at the Cabin movie, and we go Joe, to break. I yes. have a question for you. Okay. And I want you to think about this. <laughs> All right. What choice would you make if you had to save your family or save humanity? <laughs> what How many times? How what many choice, times? Joe? How many times I gotta watch the commercial? <laughs> what choice would you make if you had to save? And then Kevin Patrick says, "What choice would you make <laughs> if you had to save your family or save humanity?" Then Corey Graves says, "What choice would you make?" <laughs> then a seven-year-old fan in the crowd goes, "What choice would you make if you had to save your family?" Or humanity. That was that kid in that Cody Rhodes robe. We'll talk about him later. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously we're in a heavily sponsored show tonight, and this actually prompted an idea from Joe. Joe, share your idea. We should we should review Knock at the Cabin. We need to get a screener copy of Knock at the Cabin. Yes, yes, we do. I ain't paying for this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> no, I, I legit, uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I do want to do it, but I've got a really busy week this week, so yeah. uh, if I don't have movie theater time, then that's why. But if, if uh, we do get movie theater time, then Joe and I will have for you at some point, because we tried to do this with Violent Night, and then it was like almost out of the theaters by the time we got it. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, go see it. So Yeah, go see it in January, almost February. <laughs> What better way to say I love you this Valentine's Day than by taking your special someone to Violent Night, a movie about <laughs> Santa Claus stopping evil people from killing each other. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So where are we at here? Segment 10. We're back from break and Miz is in the ring. Uh, he says that he wasn't given the spotlight at Raw 30. Uh, he was assaulted by KO, who, by the way, got what he deserved at the Royal Rumble. He talks about being eliminated first. And then when he went to the airport, people started chanting first man out. Um, he says that nobody it, has nobody, ever yeah. chanted in ever. the history of wrestling <laughs> until you started that chant. Now, Miz, good for you. <laughs> uh, he says, instead of me getting an opportunity in the elimination chamber, I've been given nothing. I demand to be treated with respect. And then Adam Pierce comes out, cuts him off. He says, Miz, we get it. You want an opportunity. There's someone who's been knocking down my door all night looking for the same opportunity. Please welcome the newest member of Monday Night Raw, Rick Boogs. And then he comes out to the ring 
and air guitar. <laughs> I mean, he looks great. He, he looks, does. He looks amazing. I mean, he's he's. The, I don't know, but I think he's gotten even bigger since he was last there, right? Because yeah, had, it looked like it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, Boogs has been out for well since last WrestleMania. He blew that quad, right? And yeah, they even showed a replay of that, and I can't watch that. That just freaks me out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was gross. But yeah, or dare I say, gross. Um, yeah, he looked good. He looked happy to be there. Uh, this was a weird setup, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but hey, man, good on the guy for coming back. Um, he goes to the ring, and once again, he air guitars and air drums. And I, I really wish he had had his guitar. So, so well, the, um, the weird setup comes when Pierce says, "Hey, you want to imagine an opportunity so bad? We're gonna have one right now." You and Rick Boogs and Miz is like, "I'm wearing a ten thousand dollars suit that my <laughs> wife bought me." We, and I'm not. This isn't me being silly. This is literally what he said. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, and, and so. They make him wrestle in the suit. I'm like, okay, this is like telling, I don't know, the Boston Bruins to play the Vancouver Canucks, and you guys just got off the bus. Go, here's a stick, here's a puck, go. Yeah, they're like, exactly. They're like in their suit. Like that made no sense to me whatsoever. But wrestling, so yeah. Um, so yeah, he uh, he comes in the ring. Uh, he hits a couple of gut wrenches. He hits a gut wrench suplex front uh, pr- front. Uh, sorry, a uh, press front slam gets the pin in the win. <laughs> Wasn't really much to it. Miz's argument the whole time. I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> that was actually really well done, though. <laughs> Good on Miz. Um, okay, we go we go backstage and we see maximum male models with Maxine, and they see Alpha Academy, and uh, oh, I forgot their names. Mansoor and uh, how dare uh, you? Mansoor, oh, who's the other guy? Is, I keep that is that is Mansoir. <laughs> okay, Mase, sir. Thank you. All right, they're both like, ooh, disgusting, gross. And then Maxine says, "It's perfect." And oh my god, <laughs> Joe, can I get any more excited than I am right now? I don't think so. If if because they do what I think they're gonna do, it's like take my money now, please. <laughs> maximum. Male Otis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so on board. <laughs> if, if they put her in the role, and they're not going to, but if they were to put her in the role of Mandy Rose. Oh, dude. I'm in. Thing, oh, I'm in. God. I'm in. <laughs> like Otis just keeps getting the girls, right? And, and, oh. Oh, yeah. um okay they mentioned that a look back at the bloodline implosion at the the rumble is coming up next and we go to break um segment 11 they do the recap of what happened at the end of the kevin owens roman reigns match at the royal rumble Uh, and next up we see bailey coming to the ring uh and as she's coming down they recap uh damage control beating down becky lynch at raw 30 all right. So again, another long promo. Bailey is pretty much running down um, Becky. She says that, uh, you know, they had the uh, damage control, had a bunch of confidence going into the Royal Rumble. They were dominant, but she says that her favorite, uh, her personal favorite was when she single handedly eliminated the man, Becky Lynch. And she says that that story is done and the obsession with damage control is done. And here we come. Becky Lynch comes out 
She says, uh, shut up. We're not done until the man says we're done. Um, she says, you, wait, what you're forgetting is that I've already won the Rumble. I didn't need to win. I just need to make sure your girls didn't. So they go back and forth. And Be- and Becky basically challenges Bailey to a match. Not um, just any match. Another steel cage match next week in Orlando, where it started for all of them or for both of them, right? That Bailey might, says that would be great, except for everybody that was at Raw Thirty last week. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so like everybody in Orlando is stoked now. Everybody that was at Raw yeah. Thirty, like, aww. <laughs> Well, they can always mess that match up, too, if they need to. So anyways, Bailey says, are you stupid? No. So Becky goes, I thought you were going to say that. Give me a second. She walks away from the ring um, and she comes back out with Dakota Kai with the chair on Dakota's ankle. And she threatens to hit Dakota with the chair. Becky threatens to hit Dakota with the chair. And she says, well, what's it going to be? And she keeps threatening to hit. And Bailey says, no, no, we're we're, uh, yes. Let's let's do it. And then Becky says, uh, you, you you can bring your friends now, but you may want to check on EO on the back. <sighs> Dakota <laughs> Dakota selling the knee. Finn versus Cody is coming up in the main event. Uh, but up next, we have Dolph Ziggler versus Bronson Reed as we go to break. And that's all good. I mean, honestly, I appreciate the setup for the match. That's that's good news. What I'm, yeah. what I'm just not sold on is if they take this one away again. Oh yeah, you bad move. Yeah, but big time. We'll see. Well, again, hopefully they'll have time. I mean, this is a match like you you can't tease the fans too much. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't want to do that. So, um, all right. So segment twelve back from break. We get more rumble highlights. Kathy Kelly's in the back with Adam Pierce, and he says that it's official. Becky versus Bailey next week in a steel cage. He also talks about at the elimination chamber, there will be a six woman elimination chamber match for the number one contender for Bianca Belair Um, in the match right now are the last four women in the rumble. So that's Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Nikki cross and Asuka. And then they're going to have a fatal four way match next week with Mia Chan or sorry, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, Piper Niven and a returning Carmella. And the winner of that match becomes the fifth competitor. Suddenly Chelsea green comes in and I got to tell you, I totally didn't recognize her. I'm like, who is that? Uh, She's complaining about the unacceptable accommodations and she and Adam Pierce go off looking for Swiss chocolate. Well, okay. You got to explain this a little better because what they're doing is this is Meltzer said it on uh, his show, but they're, they're turning into her. I hate calling it this, but it's what it is They're They're calling her a Karen. Which oh okay she's basically I, going to come in and complain about everything so yeah was a there was a digital interview afterwards after the rumble saying that she was <laughs> she's already said I I had this happen to me recently on the phone and I just laughed you know she she goes to uh, you know I wasn't ready for the rumble I was, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a manager I'm gonna report you I'm gonna report you I'm gonna report you <laughs> and I'm like I, I even said this to the person that called me the other day I was like report me to who like like who are you reporting <laughs> who are you reporting anything like i'm gonna report to the, 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 the manager of the manager thing oh, <laughs> God. you know after just coming out of a world where people will literally complain about nothing uh about getting yeah i'll, I'll just put it this way 
I hate that this character is so identifiable. Like I can relate to Chelsea's character already. Right. Because I've had to deal with her. We've all had to deal with her. And guys too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. But that's her character. That's her gimmick is that she's going to be that person. So. All right. Well, she's doing it well so far. So. (laughs) All right. Uh, we see Dolph coming out to the ring and as he's coming out, we see one of those earlier today type segments with Byron Saxton asking Dolph about his upcoming match with Bronson Reed. Ali interrupts suddenly and says, how does it feel to get handed another opportunity? Uh, Dolph says that he doesn't book the show, but he's going to steal it. And Ali says sarcastically, you're going to steal the show. I can't wait. And (laughs) so Hmm, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what match is going to be coming up soon. Um, up next is Dolph versus Bronson Reed. Not really a long match. Dolph tries to start fast, but Bronson pretty much hits a splash and takes over on offense. At one point, Dolph does get a DDT and a zigzag for two, but Reed ends up getting a power bomb and the tsunami splash for the pin and the win. He also got a cool, uh, what is this spinning heel kick or whatever? Where he comes off the rope, like it, it reminded me. Was of was it at the beginning of the match? Was that yeah, is that what yeah, you're talking? Yeah, when he squashes Dolph, but but Dolph is like getting halfway up. Yeah, yeah, like he's sitting down. It looked like a like a rolling spinning low kick or something like well, that. Yeah, it reminded me of was the uh, the the back kick that Owen Hart would do. Only it was oh yeah yeah done by yeah. a 700 pound individual. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope Dolph was protecting himself because that did look pretty gross. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm sure Dolph is fine. Okay, now you may need to help me out here because they 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 put a graphic up that was like Bianca Belair is next as they went to the next break, but but in the next segment you had Kathy Kelly coming up and she welcomed Carmella. Did I miss something? Uh, I think they were talking about who was going to be challenging for Bianca's title. Okay, all right, maybe uh, I I missed that part because that's what the women's elimination chamber match is going to be is who faces Bianca, right at, at WrestleMania. So, uh, I I think that's why. I think yeah, okay, I I might I might have read that wrong. I thought I thought it said Bianca was coming up next. So, but Joe, um, Joe, before we go any further, a question for you, Joe. All right, if you had to choose between your family. <laughs> Or the rest of the world. <laughs> How does it go? I got to make sure I'm doing it right here. Yes. What choice would you make if you had to save your family or save humanity? Uh... Don't answer now. Just make sure you go see Knock at the Cabin out in theaters this Friday. Starring, and this was a very interesting note from Michael Vincent who messaged me, said... Did Kevin Patrick say WWE Hall of Famer, Batista? <laughs> because I think he did. And I think we might have just got a spoiler as to who our headliner is for the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Because, as you may recall, back in 2020, it was announced that Big Dave was going to be going in. And then COVID happened, and he withdrew himself from the induction ceremony. So Big Dave still isn't technically inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do you think that could be what happens next? It's a good good chance. I think who else do they got? You going to put you going to put Hogan in for the the Mega Powers going to go in this time? Oh god. <laughs> I mean, the the whole inducting of teams and everything, I don't know. 
But anyway, but I, I thought that was a great note that, uh, thank you, Michael, for sending that. That was an awesome, awesome thing. Cause I thought I'd heard that too. And then I was like, wait a minute, he's not in the hall of fame. No, no, he's not. He, he was announced, but he's not. So, yeah. So, I'm- oh boy, here we go. Segment 13, Kathy Kelly welcomes back Carmela, who is a moonwalking, trash talking princess of Staten Island. Um, she says again. that she's again. All right. Yeah. Well, remember she, she was, she was that, and then she was Mela's money. And then oh, she yeah. was the most beautiful woman in WWE. Well, she did say, she, she did say Mela is money. Um, yeah. and then, yeah. And then Oscar comes out. Carmela tries to trash talk Oscar, but Oscar starts laughing and she's got the blue stuff coming out of her mouth. And Carmela just kind of goes, Ugh, and she leaves, <laughs> you know, you know, you have something when you can walk up to someone, a potential opponent and basically just slobber all over yourself with blue dye coming out of your mouth. <laughs> and that is still considered a sign of intimidation. Like Joe, Honestly, if I, I'm not going to do it right now because I'm wearing my new uh, Sammy, my dog shirt here. But if I were to take a a drink of something right now and just like, just like St. Bernard all over myself, you know, (laughs) is that, is that intimidating you or are you wanting to make sure I'm not having a medical incident? I probably the latter. I'd be like, dude, all right. (laughs) Check the signs of a stroke. How are you? Are your arms slouching? Are you? uh... (laughs) Uh, Carmela could have called a medic. I mean, she could have. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know what? It, it works to a degree because it's Asuka, and I love that Kana Asuka is a thing now. Mm, yeah. So cool. You know what, though? If she had just sort of just stared at her and not drooled, I think that might have been a bit more effective. <laughs> but hey, whatever. It's it, wrestling, right? So, okay. So next up, uh, they show oh, oh yeah next up this is where they showed the um rick boog's injury where he tore his quad and i winced when i saw that because they really didn't want to see it they show a quick recap of his match quote unquote with the miz earlier tonight and then we see boogs with the street profits and elias backstage uh byron asks boogs about his first match back and how it feels some weird stuff from boogs man he says it felt like he was climbing up a, a, a mountain with a loincloth and he wants to scream. I'm yeah. not going to scream. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah. He says that uh, being in front of the WWE universe is electric and it's been a long road to recovery, but it's official. Rick Boogs is back. Montez Ford actually says Boogs can even shred on a guitar. And then Elias goes, well, hold on. It takes true skill to be an artist. Blah, blah, blah. But what this leads to is Dawkins versus Damian Priest for one of the Elimination Chamber qualifiers and Montez Ford versus Elias for one of the Elimination Chamber qualifiers. Um, and then they just start arguing. Elias says he's an American icon. He's going to turn things around. And then they argue about who's going to win the match. And then we get another knock at the cabin commercial. As Joe, we go to- Joe, what choice would you make if you had to save your family or save humanity? Don't answer now. Continue with the show. All right. <laughs> okay. In segment 14. Uh, where are we at here? Segment 14, they ran down the qualifying matches for next week. So we've got the women's fatal four-way. We've got Ford versus Elias. We've got Dawkins versus Priest. And we've got Becky versus Bailey in the steel cage. That is a stacked show, Orlando. Y'all better be thanking your lucky bookers because 
damn, is that a good show. I would get on a plane for that show. If I had the money right now, the disposable income to just screw off to Orlando and go watch a wrestling show, I would be at Raw next week. Dude, I, I'm. this is the first time I'm going to say this in a long time. I am looking forward to next week's show. Like, that looks that looks hot. So, And we're going to recap it, by the way. Maybe for free. Probably not. So if we don't do it for free, patreon.com slash SNME radio if you want to hear it. You whore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Out comes Cody Rhodes. And then Finn Give comes out. Give us your dollars. Give us your dollars. <laughs> out comes Cody. Finn comes out with the, ju- uh, the judgment day. And we are, we've got our main event, Cody versus Finn. At the beginning of the match, Cody hits a delayed, I think it was called a gourd buster because that's what Arn Anderson used to use a long time ago. And Finn bails out of the ring as we go to break. Segment 15, back from break. The next story of the, the, the match is Finn going after Cody's peck. Um, Finn gets a kick for a two count, but Cody counters back with a disaster kick and he hits a dive on Finn on the outside. Priest and Dom try to interfere, but Cody takes them out. And then he gets a two count on Finn after a power slam in the ring. Uh, Finn, or sorry, Cody tries to go for a stunner, but Finn counters with the drop elbow for a two count as we go to break. Can I just say, uh, dear God, can these guys wrestle? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they've, they've done some things. I yeah, they're 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 very good. Yes, they're all right. They're all all right. right. And ladies and gentlemen, we have hit. Segment number 16. Ain't okay. Guys last longer than we do. <laughs> yes, we're yes, we're getting do. older. A lot of people last longer than we do. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey. All right. Hey, yo. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so I guess we're not 60 minute men. Speak for yourself, chump. <laughs> All right. So back from break. Cody goes for a superplex, but not just any superplex. He basically does a deadlift superplex. I cannot tell you how impressive that was. Um, it's almost like he wants to blow his damn peck again. <laughs> I, dude, like, I he just he just kind of held him there, and I was like, oh, my God. So, anyways, well done, Cody. <laughs> how crazy would it be if just Cody, like, you know, goes to do a move like that? And literally all of a sudden, like his spine just rips from his. Oh, no, thanks. (laughs) Like like when you put a, you you take a piece of newspaper and then you put a pen in between, right? You fold the newspaper, you put a pen between, you like rip it that way. That's what I'm picturing Cody's back doing one day, doing one of those deadlifts. Like if he tries to, okay, doing that to Finn Balor, fine. But if you were trying to do that to Bronson Reed. No, please don't. His his bones would just peel out of his body. You know what? I just I just had some major deja vu because I thought I think we've talked about this before. So, oh wow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's see. So deadlift suplex. All right. They they trade the yay boost strikes, uh, and then Cody gets a Cody cutter for two. Now eventually Finn kicks Cody out of the ring. Uh, in the middle of Judgment Day, they go to attack him, but Edge comes out of the crowd. He takes out Priest. He takes out Mysterio. Rhea attacks Cody. Or no, sorry, Rhea attacks Edge, but Beth Phoenix comes out and uh, gets a spear on Rhea. And back in the ring, Finn tries to go for the coup de gras, but Edge distracts him, and this allows Cody to get three crossroads for the pin and the win. Your winner, Cody Rhodes. 
I did not see that coming. No, not at all. No. Total surprise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, solid. Solid show. Watchable. Yes. A few segments dragged on too long. Yes. But that's what we get with a three-hour Monday Night Raw. We say this every damn week. So yep. I, I don't think we're saying anything new. What I will say is during the first half of the, the uh, first hour of Raw, I actually had to start late because I had totally forgotten about it because <laughs> I was too busy making my leisure suit flary graphic, which is Ric Flair in his yellow black flowered suit uh, to the tune of Leisure Suit Larry, which you can see now on the SF <laughs> Radio Facebook page because... I was damn proud of that. I was like, <laughs> that was actually, that was very well done. And man. I, I looked at the clock and I'm like, Oh, Raw's on. I better start it. So, <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 the thing is though, like once you got past the, uh, the Cody judgment day promo, like those, like, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth segments, they went real quick, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. I mean, even the, you know, when you messaged me saying, wow, that promo was like, I'm, I'm behind. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the smash out of the home run or out of the park home run that I thought it was going to be, but it was good. It was really, really good. And I think they're going to save the, the really smash hard ones when we get closer and closer to the actual match. Cause we're just starting it now, right? Don't give them everything all at once. I think Cody's finally learning that. That's the one thing that the people have said is that Cody will just blow his entire emotion load on a first promo. He's got two months to build this match now. And like I said, after the rumble, we have to care about Cody for some reason now, because right Mm -hmm. now it's too much of a given that he's going to win. So we need to put him in a jeopardized position where he's not going to win. And so help me God, if they don't actually fake a pec injury this time, why are we even watching? Because I'm I'm thinking back to, I'm thinking back to Triple H with the quads, right? And they're like, oh, it's hanging by a thread. Sure it is. (laughs) Shawn Michaels passing out in that match with Owen Hart. Yep, yep, yep. Sure he did. You know, these are all great ways to do it. So for the fans watching, it's like we we need a reason to think that he's in trouble. There's a reason why he can't win this match now. Well, I mean, we still haven't introduced Heyman, Sola Sokoa you know, Jimmy Uso or whatever. Like, I mean, you still got all of that. They haven't even touched that yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I like, I'm looking forward to the promos with like where Paul Heyman finally pipes up. Cause you know, he's going to bring, he's going to bring up dusty, for example, you know? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking forward to this build, but you're right. I, I don't want to see Cody blow his load in, in like, you know, two promos. Like well, I, I never want to see that. <laughs> you, you got two months to go. Like hopefully they build this, like, you know, it's a solid build. All right, friends. So there you go. That is our uh, weekly recap of Monday night raw. Again, we try and get the actual recap done for you in under an hour. Hopefully we didn't skip anything too crucial, but we want to respect your time. At the same time, I want to thank you very much for joining us in our, our own little adventures. Joe and I have formed quite a friendship over the show, and we're going to keep going for uh, as long as we can until the wheels fall off, to quote somebody famous. But uh, in the meantime, that's it. We got another crazy week of wrestling ahead of us here. Uh, Dynamite's looking like they're, they're doing some cool things. I saw a cool photo from Pro Wrestling Tees actually today of all the uh, Jay Briscoe shirts that have been ordered, and they had them on their long conveyor belt after their printer, you know? 
Right. And, and there's like hundreds of them that are going out right now. So that's pretty cool. And remember, uh, just like the Sammy for Syria shirt, 100% of the profits from any of that merch is going directly to uh, Jamin Pugh's family. So to his daughters and his wife. And the other thing they did was they released a very limited edition, 200 posters, and they sold out instantly. But it was a poster of the double dog collar match. Wow. And you got to go to their Insta and check this thing out because it looks insane. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm on. And they were they were long gone. Long wow. gone. But um, yeah, it's it's nice when wrestling fans can can help indirectly like this, you know, indirectly, directly, because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to Syria to, to help with any of the things going on there. <laughs> and I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not heading down to to the Briscoe family farm. I'm not gonna be scooping out chicken poop or nothing. But you know, if you can do something to to help support the family that you appreciate, uh, do it. You know, and even if you don't know them, that's okay. That's okay. So, yeah, that's it. That's raw. That's Tuesday morning cooked. Uh, tomorrow you're getting uh, Boris and Matt. You're getting uh, the Dynamite review or the old bleeps as we call them. Are, are you guys still going with that? I don't yeah. hear it. I don't hear it that often though. No, Dan still pulls it out on occasion, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you got that. Of course, we've got reviews of SmackDown with the Smack Daddies. So we've got the Rampage Ramble. And of course, uh, all our other shows that have been added on. Again, there's there's so many here. We gotta do like a full inventory here. We gotta you know what we gotta do? We gotta find a table and we gotta line all the shows up and be like, okay, that one's that one, that one. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, like you're trying to sort the stuff in your wallet. Like, what am I gonna keep? What am I gonna toss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a new wallet today. No, but if you want to join for all these extra shows, again, just a buck a week and it helps us keep the lights on here and keep us doing what we're doing. We truly do appreciate you all ever so much. And if you ever have a question, you know what, Joel, you and I should do sometime? I would love to do just a a rando question show. And I know people are going to say, oh, it's like ask away. No, it's not because it's something a little different and and I'll run it by the folks. But yeah, look for that. Look for a potential movie review. From Joe and I for Knock at the Cabin, which, again, forces us to ask the question, Joe, what choice would you make if you had to save your family or save humanity? You know what my choice would be? What's that? I'd be booging out. (laughs) That's Rick Boogs' new thing. He's booging out. Right. <laughs> you know what we're doing, Joe? We're booging out too. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>